When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It slightly favours the right footer here, but Griffiths, having got the goal, goes again! Quick fire and drags it down now. Long way out. Oh, what a goal! What a goal! Here comes up, Jack's goal! Scotland have scored! It's a goal! It's Dykes! It's Welcome to the Hamden Roar, 144 days until Scotland play Germany in the opening match of the Euros and the Hamden Roar countdown begins here. Mind-blowingly, it's been three years since we started our last on-the-plane series in the build-up to the previous Euros. Can't believe it's been that long ago already. So let's do another one. These are some of the most enjoyable podcasts that we've done and it's always good to play the role of Scotland manager and pretend that we have some sort of hand in how things are done. This, the squad will be announced at the end of May, I think, because we've got our friendlies against Gibraltar on the 3rd of June and Finland at Hamden on the 7th of June, which were just announced today. So a week before the Gibraltar one seems fairly logical and logistically sound. So if we go by that, we should have this one, February, March, April, and then another in May. So five more, uh, or five, yeah, February, March, mm-hmm. April, May. Yeah, five in total. Um, to do before the Euros. Uh, I'm delighted today to have BBC Scotland's Lewis Irons on the pods and the Scottish Sun sports journalist Ben Ramage. You may have noticed a little change in job title for Ben there. Mm-hmm. If you're a regular listener, congratulations, Ben. Now, this is how it works. We have, well, we have 23 for a squad this time instead of 26. Remember last time we were all caught a bit off guard by Nathan Patterson and a few of the other youngsters, Billy Gilmore, I think, mm-hmm. and Turnbull was Turnbull the other one. Yep. Turnbull, mm-hmm. Turnbull was the other one, um, in the three extra spots. Uh, but we only have twenty-three this time. UEFA back to the usual uh, para- parameters. Now we've split up the departments uh, for the series into four sections. So on the plane, the certainties to be in the squad. The departure lounge likely or expected to be in the squad by the phone. Could be in the squad, but potentially waiting for an injury or a change in heart from the manager. And then booking a holiday, those who we absolutely don't expect to be in the 23 squad come Germany. Where to begin then? We usually do it with keepers first. Do you want to just stick to that, Ben? Yeah, I think it's uh, that it makes sense, to be fair. And I, I think it's... There's, I don't know about you guys when you're going through. I think keeper and defence is probably where I have the most sort of divinity of uh, certainty of who's going to go and who isn't. I think midfield, we're probably really well stacked and we really, I found that the easiest section to go through and strikers as well. So yeah, I think keepers and defence is maybe where we're going to have the most debate. Well, there's Angus Gunn, the number one Lewis. Yeah. He's on the plane, yeah. Absolutely. And he's the only yeah. goalkeeper I have on the plane in mind you could debate the other ones um, but I think it's just too hard to guarantee any 
second keeper that's going to be there. So for me, Gunn is the outright goalkeeper on the plane. He's been absolutely superb since he's come into this setup. Uh, an absolute, as I like to describe them, marquee signing by Clark. <laughs> like he's just got that in him of bringing these players in. And I said to you before we recorded, Andy, I, I, I fully think and just believe there's going to be another one of those before the tournament. I just feel like Clark will have something like that up his sleeve. Could be wrong, probably will be. But um, yeah, I just feel like there's another one coming. But done for me, what an addition to this squad and absolutely buckled in on that plane. There was the chat, may have been before Angus Gunn came in or just around that time that we were trying to get Jason Steele from Brighton. Mm. That'd be a bit of a marquee signing. But I think we're pretty good with Angus Gunn now. I have him on the plane as well. I have Craig Gordon in the departure lounge purely based on the amount of football he plays between now and the Euros, Ben. He played against Spartans at the weekend for your club. What do you expect to see from Craig Gordon between now and June? Yeah, I think that's the million-dollar question. Um, I was actually at the Hearts press conference yesterday and uh, Stephen A. Smith wouldn't confirm whether uh, Gordon would be back, whether he would keep his place, sorry, for Dundee tonight if that game goes on. And I don't. I honestly don't know who is even going to be number one at Hearts for the second half of this season. So it's very hard to then say which of those is going to go to the Euros. I've got them both in the departure lounge because I think Clark has been pushed on massively since Gordon has come back fit. He's raised his level because he knows if he drops it, Gordon is going to come and take the, take the spot. So I think they're both going to push each other on, which could really help Scotland. If, if they do keep pushing each other on, then you've got two brilliant goalkeepers there. I still have Gordon ahead of Clark for me. I think Gordon can make those sort of superstar saves that certain keepers can. So I, th- I think he is still just a little bit ahead. But for me, both of those are in the departure lounge. The other one then, Lewis, is Liam Kelly. It became quite apparent in the last mm. games that we played that Steve Clark fancies Xander Clark ahead of him. So do you have Liam Kelly by the phone at best? Yeah, I've got him by the phone. I've got Xander Clark by the phone as well, just because I couldn't really to kind of differ between the two to be honest I've got Craig Gordon in the departure lounge for sure um, but I think for Kelly he's he. I think he would admit himself he's his form's probably suffered a bit this season along with Motherwell's dipping form um, and I think when you're a goalkeeper in a team that are generally struggling it's going to hamper you in ways but also you see it at times where a team that are on a downward spiral their goalkeeper can look better because they're so busy so I think it's kind of just gone against Kelly this season a bit and for that he probably has just fallen away from being in, lurking around that departure line to to waiting by the phone now I think A couple of names I have booking a holiday Robbie McCrory who, did he play for Rangers actually the other day? Yeah he did yeah, yeah in the yeah, cup for, against first time in ages mm-hmm. I feel like McCrory was kind of publicly promised the world at Rangers and it just hasn't yeah. really come to anything, has it? And then alongside him, Scotland under 21 keeper and Ipswich backup keeper, Kieran Slicker. Can't see him yeah. getting in ahead of anybody at the moment, bar an absolute catastrophe. Um, I also should clarify, the we have a structure for this, but we haven't really decided on, and I think it's just naturally become, or it naturally became some sort of hybrid last time where we're discussing what we might expect Clark to do and also what we would choose yeah. ourselves we're not saying for example oh no Kelly is booking a holiday because he definitely prefers Xander Clark like yeah. it's kind of a, a big mix of of what we think Clark might do and also what we yeah. would prefer to see ourselves but I think the three of us anyway at the moment seem to be in agreement with Angus Gunn on the plane no doubt about that we all have Craig Gordon in the departure lounge I think yep I do yep. yep and Ben you and I have Xander Clark in the departure lounge Lewis you have him by the phone with Liam Kelly where Ben and I also have Liam Kelly. Yeah. yeah. 
And if it was purely my decision, I would have Liam Kelly on the plane. <laughs> but I won't let that get in the way. I'm trying to be real here. Let's move on to centre-backs then. We've changed shape on occasion uh, over the last couple of years. A lot of people cried for that, mm-hmm. to go four and to allow us to put more players in forward positions. I think it's probably become apparent now that we actually operate better with the 3-4-3 or the 3-5-2, however you want to, to describe it. So we'll proceed on that basis. I think against Germany, that's how we'll set up. So I have three centre-backs on the plane, only three, and based on how the qualification campaign went, they are Ryan Porteous, Jack Hendry and Kieran Tierney Lewis. Exactly same here. I initially did have Tierney in as a fullback, but obviously forgetting that you know he's of course a centre back for Scotland. So those are the three for me. Uh, I don't think anyone can really deny that those three have got to be in in that sort of place. I'd imagine Ben, you'll be similar, but I think even Jack Hendry going and playing in Saudi is not really going to hamper his position too much because by all accounts he seems to be doing okay despite uh, Allied fact not doing brilliantly but he's done well for us as well and he's done well for us exactly so I think Clark really likes him trusts him Porteous is just going from strength to strength when he's kind of around the setup and in the team isn't he so and obviously Kieran Tierney is Kieran Tierney so yeah those are the three well Ben I listened back to an old episode of On The Plane to give myself a little refresher before this and you had Kieran Tierney listed as a left back. You insisted on it three years ago. <laughs> Have you grown a few more brain cells since then? <laughs> I won't think. I'll, I don't think I'll insist on it this time. Um, <laughs> but I, I like. I, I did actually have him down as uh, left back uh, for this one, purely because of the size of the squad. I just think if we've only got twenty three, I'm just not sure if Robertson proves he's fit. He is going to play every single game. So, do we really need to take? Uh, a Taylor or a Doig to cover that position when Tierney can also cover that position if we really needed to, if God forbid something happened to Robertson. So I think when it comes down to picking the 23, that's when I would probably list Tierney as a left-back. But obviously I do understand that he is probably going to play centre-back for us and he absolutely shines in that position. He's still pretty much indispensable in terms of he's one of the only players that we don't really have a real like-for-like swap. So 100%, he's got to be on the plane. So to to blueprint a scenario here then, we are against Switzerland and Andy Robertson goes off with a hamstring injury. You're saying in that instance, you think it would make more sense for the squad and maybe easier just to shove Tierney out to the left and bring on another centre-half in that hole rather than bring on Greg Taylor or Josh Doig for Robertson. Yeah, because I honestly think Tierney, for me, Tierney and Robertson are really close levels of left back. I think Tierney is a phenomenal left back. I think you actually get the best out of him in an attacking sense of left back. So if we need to win that game, I want Tierney going out at left back there because I think he can actually break through a defence. And I'm not sure. I mean, I'm really interested to see how Doig does. So I've got Doig on the departure lounge, uh, obviously just gone to Sassuolo. He he has got massive potential, um, and if he goes and kicks on there in the second half of the season, then I could absolutely see him uh, making the plane as well. Yeah, the thing about Tierney as well is that for me, he's probably the only player I would say in the squad that if he's not available or if something's wrong with him, it can affect the whole team and like the whole plan and the whole setup. He's that important. He's he, everything that we do in that shape hinges on him and obviously Robertson to a similar extent. But I just think 
Terry's ability to do both so well and overlap just makes him absolutely indispensable. And, and I think he just gives, he gives the opposition something else yeah. to worry about. Oh yeah, I think having the last Euros as well when he was injured just before yeah. the last Euros. I think it's through the whole team. It did, yeah, yeah. Totally. Well, we well regardless whether Tierney is included rightly as a <laughs> centre back or wrongly as a footballer. <laughs> We've got him. We've got him on the plane. <laughs> just, just depends what seat you want to put him in. But he's, he's on. so we've got him on the plane alongside. You have Hendry and Porteous as well, Ben. Yeah, I've actually got Hendry in the departure lounge. I do fully expect him to go, and like you say, I think Clark really rates him. I am slightly concerned about the level that he's playing at now. Going from that into the Germany opening game, I think that's going to be an absolutely massive difference in quality of opposition, but he is going to have the friendlies that we're obviously playing before that as well. So I do fully expect him to be there, but for me, he's just not quite on the plane nailed down just yet. Well, who are the ones then that could challenge Hendry for a place if we're going along Ben's line of thinking? We've got Liam Cooper, who's been in and out of the Leeds Mm. team this season. He's had injury trouble. When he plays, he tends to captain, and it's kind of a game here, missing a game there, then plays two, misses three, then plays three. Like It's really inconsistent. Clark likes him. He yeah. played in the last years. I have him in the departure lounge yeah. alongside someone who's given me a lot of concern at the moment, Scott McKenna, who has not played, or sorry, who has played one game since the start of September. Uh, contract dispute, I think, down at Forest. They've got a new manager now, so maybe that'll change things if... Uh, Santo decides to bring him back into the squad he played an FA Cup replay the other mm-hmm. night but only for about 20 minutes or so which is really nothing com- when you consider how long he's gone without playing football altogether if Scott McKenna who I probably would have had on the plane at the start of the season doesn't start getting football regularly I mean we've got a week left of the window so if he doesn't go out on loan and doesn't start getting games at Forest where does that leave him loose? For me, I think no matter what happens, to be honest, just purely because of the other options out there, I think he's in the departure lounge for me regardless. I think I think even if he stays at Forest and doesn't get loads of football, I think it, the signs are promising, like you say, the new manager's bringing him in a little bit more. He's been in a few more matchday squads. I think even if he doesn't play loads of football, he'll still be involved in some capacity for Scotland because of the other options out there, really. But I, I agree with you in, this, in the concern you have there because... He needs to be playing more regularly for for everyone's sake, for his more than anyone, and and I think he'll know that he's he's switched on. He's he's a he's a consummate professional. So I would imagine that he'll if he backs his chances of getting more football at Forest, he'll he'll remain. But it wouldn't surprise me if he gets a loan or something with the week that remains. But for me, he's in the departure lounge just because he offers he offers something really important to the squad. I think his physicality, his pace is valuable and also he can play in that kind of left side which mm, yeah. as we know it's just it? very valuable in terms of tuning his potential fitness so in the departure lounge for me Ben Scott McKenna Liam Cooper and any other names you might want to throw at us such as John Sutter mm. well, yeah I was, I've actually got Porteous um, I think Porteous has done really well in a Scotland shirt um, since he's come in so I, I think he'll definitely be in the in the thinking of Clark um, and John Sutter like you say as well I think just again, it depends what kind of second half of the season he has. I think he's going to need to get into the Rangers team more than he has been. Um, but this is really, you know, for me, there's five probably centre backs that are all fairly similar level at the moment. So I think 
that's maybe the area that if one of one or two of them really goes on a really good run in the second half of the season, they can really play their way in, um, which I don't think is the case, especially in midfields, potentially in attack. I really think it's centre-back that there's some positions up there that someone could really go and grab um, if they can kick on. Or ultimately be gifted as well by injuries, I guess. The likes of Cooper and, mm. and stuff, they could just rule themselves out with an, an untimely injury. We've seen that in the past, haven't we? And even, I think we spoke about Hanley before we yeah. started recording. Like He came back around about Boxing Day there, I think you said, Andy, and played a couple of games. But, you know, if he got six months of football on him, he would have probably forced his way into the picture because yeah. Clark absolutely loves him. And, I mean, I think Scotland fans generally have, have turned on and, and appreciate Grant Hanley for what he is. He's been excellent for Scotland in recent years, but injuries just yeah. ultimately deciding it. And I think that could be what decides it neither the time. So if let, let's just put ourselves in an ideal scenario here and the seven that we've named are fit. So you've got Tierney, Henry, Porteous, McKenna, Cooper, Hanley, Suter. Do we take five? Five centre-halves or do we have one to cover each uh, exact centre-back position? I think it'll probably be five. I, I, yeah. I imagine Clark, Clark will go quite heavy on the defence just because I, it's such an important part of it. It'll be six then. Yeah. I, I, I don't think... At the moment, Suter will make it. Yeah. Not at the moment. No. no, I think I've got I've, I've got Suter waiting by the phone right now. In fact, I think I think Suter needs Ryan Porteous yeah. to do his knee or something yeah. before he's he's pretty much guaranteed a place in the squad. I think Cooper and McKenna would get picked before Suter, yeah. especially if McKenna can keep himself fit. Although they're yeah, both left sided, so yeah. there's just so, there's just so little between them, isn't there? Like there's there's not none of them really stand up, up out in a positive or negative. You know, nobody's cut adrift in terms of you could put any of them into the team, and I think they all deliver at the minute, which just shows you how well drilled the team is that you can see people coming to this team and just deliver instantly, like Portis has done since he's coming. But for me, there's really nothing between them, and you literally, you know. It's going to be so unfortunate for whoever doesn't make it, really. They're just going to be so unlucky. I think Borges has been having quite a hard time at Watford, I think, recently, but has been excellent for us. Yeah, Since his debut, he proved he certainly proved me new wrong, Ben, with his debut away to Ukraine, and he was brilliant for the entirety of the, yeah. the campaign. That unfortunate OG in Spain was the low point, I think. Yeah. Did, did he yeah. give, away, give away the penalty in Norway, which was mm. debatable, really, at, at best. Yeah. So I don't recall Borges delivering a bad performance no. at all no. I think even what impresses me even more about it as well is generally if it's like Hickey or Patterson along, on that right side it's quite it's relatively at international level kind of inexperienced to an extent as well and yet he shows real leadership on that side doesn't he at times and just just a real presence on that on that team so yeah he's proved a lot of people wrong and, and credit to him for that he, he deserves it the, yeah, the I checked how many he's actually made 28 appearances uh, for Watford as well already this season I know there was a bit of chat about him maybe not being in favour but 28 appearances in like up until this point in January is, is very good so if he keeps yeah. going in that direction he's going to have a full campaign um, under his belt down there at a good level so I, I could really see Porteous making it yeah, yeah definitely yeah. I have him on the plane for sure Yeah, uh, other centre-halves which I, I think I've got booking a holiday just simply because they've been very rarely involved or not involved at all. Dominic Hyam played five minutes against someone I can't remember who it was during the last campaign. Yeah, was it? Was it, was it? Did he play against Norway away? No, no I, I don't think so. No, I can't remember. anyway, um, Dominic Hyam played a, a few minutes somewhere in the last campaign, mm. and also I thought he might have had a call up by now. But Liam Lindsay doing quite well at Preston, yeah. plays in the middle of a back three for them. He hasn't been called up, and also Michael Rose, formerly Air United. 
playing with Coventry, who are in a good run just now. They're up to the playoff positions, and he starts at centre back for them. Hasn't been called up before, so I've got them booking a holiday purely because I think there are numbers before them in the queue, regardless of how they're doing uh, for their clubs. Yeah, let's move into the fullback area. Andy Robertson, Aaron Hickey, and Nathan Patterson are on the plane for me, Ben. Yeah, no, hundred percent agree with them. And again, this was one of those positions where it's just if everybody's fit, we're so blessed in those positions. If you look at Hickey, how well he's he's doing down in England, and so brilliant defensively as well for Scotland as well. And then Patterson is like the perfect substitute to come on. It's like an attacking presence if that's what you need. Um, brilliant getting forward, brilliant deliveries. So yeah. And Robertson, again, as long as he can prove his fitness, which I'm sure he will, because, well, touch wood, hopefully he will, um, just like the model professional. So, yeah, I think fullbacks, we are just absolutely blessed um, and a lot of players already on the plane. Bit of a foregone conclusion, Lewis, but what about the guys that are just behind them in the, the queue? I'll give you Greg Taylor, yeah, Taylor, I'll give you Josh Doig and Anthony Ralston. Yeah, I've got all three of them waiting by the phone just purely because I don't think for me to be in the departure lounge, you need to kind of be like that close to being in the starting 11, perhaps, or like, you know, a st- classic squad player like a Kenny McLean or someone like that. But for me, Ralston, you know, he, he's kind of been in the pitch and then out the pitch at times. He's 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 not playing enough for Celtic either at times to guarantee it. So for me, he's just waiting by the phone to see how things go. Taylor's probably one of those that could have had in the departure lounge purely because I think what you said, Ben, about Tierney's flexibility to maybe... Uh, cover Robertson I think for me because Tini is going to play every game and so is Robertson you do need somebody like a Taylor in there just to kind of offer that bit more reliable cover so for me he was it was hard to place him but I put him by the phone as well and then Doig similarly I think to Taylor could go on to have a really really big half of this season after getting his move um, which is obviously great for Hibs as well for the money they're getting so it's a, a great move all round and hopefully he can get in there and make a make an impact like Ferguson has in, in Italy and, and go out there and get regular game time but yeah I've got them all waiting by the phone at the moment Two booking a holiday I think they, well, they've been included Calvin Ramsey's been capped he has hasn't he for like yeah, half an hour, forty. I've got him as booking a holiday. Yeah. I wasn't sure whether to include him or not in any of it. You know, yeah. I, but yeah, he's. I don't even know how his fitness is at the moment. Well, he, he was out for a while at Preston. Yeah. He went on loan. Mm. He was out for a while, and then had to go back to Liverpool for treatment. But I think he's gone back to Preston. And then uh, Max Johnson booking a holiday. I think it yeah. will take one or maybe even both of the right backs to get injured for yeah. Max Johnson to, mm. to be considered. Although he has been yeah in a squad um, for sure for one of the last games of the the campaign. Right, that was pretty simple. Fullbacks into midfield. Now, not necessary, but I have split them up into the deeper midfielders and the more attacking midfielders here. I have no midfielders in the departure lounge. I have mm-hmm. eight on the plane. I don't see how, barring injury, how any of this will change. So the ones that tend to... So if we look at the, the formation as a 3-4-2-1, so the two that play deeper, e.g., Callum McGregor and Billy Gilmore, like that sort of position. And then in front, McGinn and Armstrong or whoever. So in the deeper ones on the plane, I have Gilmore, McGregor, McLean. And I wasn't sure about this in the deeper one or the attacking, but I've got McTominay in there as well. Mm -hmm. And the four in the attacking area, I've got McGinn, Christie, Armstrong and Lewis Ferguson. Are any of them in danger for you guys? We'll come to you first, Ben. If they stay fit, are they there? 
Oh, I would say that they're all there. I've got McLean in the departure lounge um, just in terms of how it then works out with getting the 23. But given that he's so versatile as well, you know, I think he's been playing at centre-back sometimes recently. Shows the footballer that he is. So again, I think for a tournament and for everything that he's given us as well, I I could very much see him um, being on the plane. So yeah. yeah. Ben, Ben, what about that then? What if if Tierney, what if Robertson gets injured in a game and Tierney has to move out? Could bring McLean. on McLean into centre half, yeah. and that could solve That's a bit right. of an issue at centre half if, if yeah. players are uh, aren't match fit or um, are injured. Yeah, I think I think that makes McLean all the more on the plane for me, Ben. Like that, that mm. kind of versatility you spoke about, and I just think everything he offers, like uh, for me, McLean could maybe not get that much game time between now and the end of the season, and still be in the picture in terms of what he does for Scotland and Clark and. Yeah, I just can't see how he's not going to be in that squad. Fingers crossed and touch wood that he doesn't get injured or anything, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, it, does, do, you have McLean in the departure lounge then, Ben. Do you have anyone, Lewis? Uh, I just went with Ryan Jack in the departure lounge. I wasn't sure where to place him for a wee bit either, either by the phone or in the departure lounge for me. And I think I just had to call on a bit of hope more than anything. I hope he has a good run and, and, and stays fit. Ultimately, that's what it comes down to for Jack, isn't it? Is how he is, what shape he's in come the end of the season. But I think he does offer something that not a lot of the other centre mids in that kind of deeper area offer, like compared to like Gilmore, McTominay and McGregor, who can bomb on a little bit more. I like a Jack in there who can kind of sit and cover a bit more deep. So I think for that, he's at the moment in the departure lounge, but he's got his mobile on him as well. <laughs> what about you, Ben? Where do you have Ryan Jack? Yeah. I have him by the phone. I've got Ryan Jack in the departure lounge and I had Lewis Ferguson as well, but again, I fully expect, I just, I didn't want to put them all on the plane straight away. Um, but I do think Ferguson has just been incredible this season. Yeah, uh, I fully expect him to make it. And similar to Lewis, I think Jack, if, if we were trying to hold on to a lead, if we were just trying to settle a game down, I think Ryan Jack would be a great option to have off the bench. Um, so yeah, I think Jack's on the in the departure lounge for me as long as he kind of proves his fitness uh, over the second half of the season. I suppose as well, it depends on how the players are divvied up or listed because I think a few times Ryan Christie's been listed as a forward yeah, in the Scotland squad. And then that would maybe allow McTominay to be considered more as an attacking midfield player and then vacate mm. our place in the, the deeper area for, for Ryan Jack to be part of the squad I suppose um, but yeah there, there are very few uh, mid, midfield places up for grabs one of the attacking midfield ones that I'm quite keen to discuss is Ryan Fraser is Ryan Fraser finished as a Scotland player Lewis you are part of the media staff when Fraser's international career started mm. to dwindle but yeah. he's Ta- Talent-wise, he's shown oh, yeah. what he can do for Scotland. He's scored some important goals. He's turned in good performances. Do you think there's still a place there for him under Clark? I think there is, and I think it all comes down to Ryan Fraser, really. I don't think Clark's the type of manager that would, um, you know, ignore it if he, if he turns it around. Um, I'm not sure how he's really getting on stats-wise at the minute for Southampton, but he seems to be playing a bit more regularly anyway um, than, than he had been, obviously, in, in previous seasons. And I think you, you've said it before, Andy, you'd rather someone at championship level playing regularly and playing well than someone at the lower end of a Premier League team that's maybe a bit of shot of confidence, like yeah. McBurney, for example. You know, yeah. But I think Fraser, yeah, if he if he can show a, a kind of shift in, in kind of attitude and form, then I wouldn't be surprised to see him be in contention because he does offer something different, doesn't he? Yeah. 
Um, and, it, it, you know, we don't play without night wingers, but he's also versatile. He can play that wing-back role if he needs to. He can play off a striker more centrally. Well, him and um, Dykes did it really well yeah. at Nations League a few yeah. years ago. Absolutely. Yeah. So, for me, I think I would like him to be, but at the moment I've got him waiting by the phone just because I'm not sure where to place him, to be honest. But I wouldn't want him to go booking a holiday just yet. Yeah, I, I agree with Lewis, Ben. I wouldn't want Ryan Fraser to rule himself out by heading into barhead travel. But I think that if he and... I've got David Turnbull by the phone as well. I think that they would... Turnbull, I think, is relying on injuries to get in. I think that Ryan Fraser is relying on potentially the mending of a relationship to get in. Yeah, and I think, obviously, going away for so long, all the build-up and everything, I just think every player in that squad has to be mentally just part of it, you know, and, and 100% committed. So I'm just... I don't know if he is like that talented that we need to make an exception to get him back in. I actually think we're pretty well covered. Um, so I've got him by the phone uh, along with David Turnbull as well, who I do think is a real creative uh, midfielder and he does offer something maybe different in terms of our central midfielders. Um, but again, I'm just not sure in terms of the size of the squad, I don't see uh, either of them getting in at this point. A quick bit of context on Ryan Fraser. He started Southampton's last three games most of the ones before that, he seems to be coming off the bench with between 20 and 30 minutes to go. He's scored five goals this season and has assisted once. So it's it's not like he's having the sort of season he had at Bournemouth yeah. when it was, what, like 10 goals and 14 assists or something, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Ryan Fraser very much at best at the phone along with David Turnbull for all of us. Into the striking department, do we both have Lyndon Dykes and Shea Adams on the plane? That we do. Well, I do. Benjamin? Yes. Yes. But I've also okay. got another striker on the plane, which probably... Oh, <laughs> I wonder who that could be. <laughs> well, he's a top scorer in Scotland. Tell us, tell us why you love Kevin this bit so much then. Oh, he certainly hasn't scored as many as Shankman. Uh, yeah, no, I've got, I've got those three because I don't really see any others at the moment really pushing for it. Um, and in all seriousness, Shankland is the top scorer in Scotland. Uh, yeah. in the championship and I think his finishing his finishing over the last couple of months has honestly been ridiculous if you look at some of the goals he's scored yeah. mm. all different positions and crucially for me is a lot of them are just from nothing it's just from the ball maybe dropping to on the edge of the box and if you think how many chances we're going to get in these three games I just think you have to have a striker that has that natural instinct that doesn't need five chances to score you saw it when he came on and scored for Scotland recently. Just needed that one chance, and he scores. Yeah. For me, he is on the plane. Yeah, he, for me, Ben, he was one of the hardest to place because it was only going to be one or one of two positions. So, I guess in that sense, he's on the wee shuttle bus that takes you to the plane. Right now. <laughs> he's, he's on that. Um, he's, he was between the two, and in the end, I just I just opted for departure lines just because. Uh, yeah, I don't really know why. Actually, yeah, it could be either. So he very much is on that wee bus for me because he's finishing, like you say, has been ridiculous, uh, and he is probably the most natural finisher that we could call upon. Really, um, and <laughs> when you think of years gone by, like people like Griffiths, that yeah. were that kind of natural goal scorer, compared to like Adams and Dykes, he just offers something yeah. a bit different. So, yeah, it could be either one. But for me, he was departure lounge just to kind of be a bit safer at the moment. I've I've got him departure lounge as well for one reason only, and that is that Clark has never really yeah. shown uh, 
unerring faith in Shankland. There have been times where Shankland has been called up and been the one that's not been stripped. Yeah. He's been called up and Jacob Brown has been played before him. There's been times where Shankland's been in great form domestically and not been picked. Nisbet will have yeah. been called up ahead of him. I think that goal in Georgia changed a lot because we had a lot to thank him for that night. And I do agree that he should go, I think that. But I have him in the departure lounge at the moment. If he goes and scores another 10 goals between now and the end of the season, I, I think it's a foregone conclusion. I think he needs to... I think it just needs confirmed. And I don't think it is the same way as Dykes and Adams are, regardless of how they get on down south. Although Shea Adams is starting to turn it on a wee bit. He's got four and five after going, I think, one goal in four months before that. So he's found a wee bit of form. Dykes don't think he's doing much down there, but he's an integral part yeah, of totally. this Crucial squad, isn't he? Do, so, yeah. 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 Um, I think that trio is quite a nice blend. Like they're they yeah. all kind of offer something a little bit different. So whatever he's whatever he's scouting, you know, in terms of the opposition, there might be a space. I think there is a space for all three. Um, yeah, I really, I I would like us to to have a striker that we can really rely on scoring because there is just not going to be that many chances. Yes, yeah. totally, totally. What what about then? Kevin Nisbet, Jacob Brown, and another championship striker, Lewis, Tommy Conway, mm. under-21 captain. He's got eight and 23 for Bristol City this season. Yeah, and what I liked about that was after he scored that that big winning goal in the Cup, wasn't it? Was it against West Ham? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He came out and outright said how much he wants to be in that squad, which when you're a young player pushing in and obviously wanting to kind of win yourself over a lot of fans people want to see that passion and drive I think he's shown a lot of quality I mean the way he took that goal in itself was great composure for, for a fairly young player and I wouldn't be surprised I think at the moment though I've got him hopefully waiting by the phone I wouldn't say he should book a holiday just yet because there's a big six months ahead for him but um, I would say I think they all probably fall into the waiting by the phone yeah. category those guys uh, and in an, in an attacking sense, I threw in a wee other category, Andy, waiting at the passport office, <laughs> uh, Harvey Barnes, just in case. <laughs> uh, you never know. As I said at the start, I think Clark, it wouldn't surprise me if Clark has a another wee potential curveball up his sleeve that he could introduce to this squad. And I think when we've heard some of the high-profile names like Anthony Gordon, Livramento, all these kind of guys, mostly Newcastle-based as well, um, a lot of them are kind of ruled out. But Barnes, for me, is maybe an unknown what could happen. So you never know. Want to keep yeah, an eye on. It's all going a bit quiet on that, yeah. front, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, he's, he's been injured. I think he's just about to just come back, back from injury. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. again, see how he does in the next month or two. Mm-hmm. And that's the good thing about this series is that we can keep a track on that and then be like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Just to bum <laughs> ourselves up a bit. <laughs> Some strikers are hard booking a holiday. Uh, Ryan Hardy's been doing quite well for Plymouth this season. I don't think it will be enough to mm-hmm. get in the squad. Although, if you're making an argument for Tommy Conway, I suppose you have to yeah. make one for Hardy. Yeah. I suppose they're, they're at similar levels at the moment. Uh, Ollie McBurney... Don't think he'll be near it. Ross Stewart's injured again and Ollie Burt's dropped off the face of the earth. So I think that they are out of the equation. Jacob Brown, Ben, he's been in a lot of squads. Do you see him being there as part of the makeup? I'm not sure. I don't I don't think he's done enough. I think he kind of had his audition, didn't he, in the last um fixtures and he didn't really take it. I think that was his kind of chance, you know, he was given the star in Josie. And he's just I don't think he's shown enough. Um, Clark obviously really rates him because he keeps calling him up um, but compared to the other options we've got I just I don't see it 
Um, he had, he had that, certainly he, wouldn't have him uh, booking a holiday. He had that chance against Norway just before Armstrong scored. Remember, it flashed yeah, across the fade and he missed. Yeah, that's the difference. I suppose Shanklin got his chance against Georgia, took okay. it. Yeah, and Brown had his against Norway, and although we scored twenty seconds after it, he it wasn't him that put it in the yeah. back of the net, which can change perception at the click of a finger. And that's I think it comes back to a point you made, Ben. I think with Dykes, Adams, and Shanklin, if they were your three, they all offer something a bit different, which I like. Whereas Brown, for me, I don't know what his out and out strength is in that. He's that he's not going to hold it up the way Dykes does. He's not going to kind of run in behind the way that Adams does either, and he's not going to be a clinical finisher like a Shanklin really. So. Well, that's it's a bit of a hybrid you, in that sense. You've got, with Dykes, you've got the hold-up and the power. Yeah. Adams, you've got the runner. And Shanklin, you've got the finisher. Yeah, so it's so kind of three different facets of a striker there. Just combine all that into one player. <laughs> you've got Erling Haaland. <laughs> then you've got Evan Ferguson. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but no, that, that's, uh, that's it's such an exciting thing to do, actually, trying to yeah. hypothetically put forward a squad to, to go to the Euros and so we'll have February, March, April, May so four more after this um, which got us underway nicely so Lewis thank you very much for joining us Ben as always although please reconsider Caden to as I left oh, back no. I see <laughs> what happens next month <laughs> all Scottish players just stay fit please for the series and, and for the nation that's the thing isn't it by the, by the time April comes around we could be oh. looking at three names that we've got on the plane here and having to completely I mean, it's difficult for us on a podcast. Imagine how it feels to be Steve Clark. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, who was it like Ryan Jack and yeah. uh, Kenny McLean, McLean for the McLean. last two, weren't they? Yeah. For the two of them, yeah. None of that, please, this thing. Well, anyway, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Yes, and we'll be back with another one of these uh, in about a month or so's time. In the meantime, we will continue to do the, well, I'll bring back actually the you know, weekly or fortnightly roundup of how the players are getting on down south. And we'll just continue to look forward to the Euro. So, Ben, well, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Sports Social Podcast Network.